Here we go! And so it begins indeed. Thank you, Kosh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Quest for Pixels News Roundup for the week of August 5th, 2018. I'm your host, Mike BC, the man with all the disappointed stares, and I'm joined this week by professional podcast guest, Skinny Matt. How's it going, Matt? Hey. Oh, it's going fine. How about yourself? I am doing Professional okay. podcast. Well, I, I heard you uh, referred to in a different <laughs> way, but I wasn't going to say that on my show, so... Uh, I've been called worse. <laughs> I had my uh, my my hoppage the uh, the capture card I use for streaming the Switch. Um, that's also the only way I can play my Switch with the current location it's in. If I want to play it now, I've got to reset it up somewhere else because the 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 capture card died this week. So that was fun. Ooh. I don't have I have no ability to replace that right now. So I won't be on the stream for a little while. I, I- Oh, uh, I get it. I've had one of the situations where technology doesn't like me either the last couple weeks. Between the dryer catching on fire and then yesterday oh driving gosh. down I-390, my exhaust started dragging on the ground. So, Oh, man. <laughs> had to fix that one on the side of the road. Uh, I, luckily, I was about four miles from like an auto parts store and was able to get limping in. and like I was able to rig it up because the welds broke. Because it's, it's New York. It's the Cars No. 7 factory. You know, it's got the factory exhaust, so all the welds broke for the hangers and uh, limped it, you know, got it in, put on uh, secure straps that you can, you know, hanging straps in the parking lot of AutoZone, so that was fun. So, at least it's, well, somewhere at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it's drivable now to get through until I can replace it, and nobody got hurt, so. Oh, that's good. Well, what have you been playing this week? Uh, I played a uh, lately. It's pretty much been nothing but Octopath Traveler, um, and usually that's predominantly getting played on my lunch breaks. <laughs> so I'm getting about an hour in each day, Monday through Friday. And let's see, I'm on did doing chapter two stories now at about 23 hours in, if I recall correctly. So chipping away at that. And last night did some Mario Kart 8 with the uh, Make Us Better group. Once I finally got home late last night, so. Yeah, I went to and that's about that, it. and my Switch was dead. So as soon as my Switch was back alive enough that I could play, they were done. Eh, it is what it oh, is. Oh, man. But I've I know they playing... had like three or four rooms going. Yeah, well, yourself? I saw that they had at least two, one for regular racing and one for battle. But, um, yeah, they had a lot of people playing. I've been playing YS8, Lacrimosa, Dana. And I played some Mario Kart. That's really all I've been playing. I um, I picked up uh, Enter the Gungeon because it was on sale, but I haven't actually dived into that yet, so we'll see how that yeah. goes. I've heard it's a really good game, so I'm looking forward to it. Well, oh, that one hasn't really been on my radar, but... Eh. It wouldn't have been on mine except that it was half off, so I was like, I, you know, I, I can try it for 
you know, 50% off. Yeah, um, you can't go wrong there. Oh, That's and true. Frederick. I think Frederick was half off. Uh, for, for, no, Frederick was 50 cents. I, I bought that for 50 cents. I thought, I, I can try that for 50 cents. <laughs> That's, so, that's a big investment, the risk. Right. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and hop into the news. The news is brought to yeah. you today by patreon.com slash quest for pixels. Quest the number four pixels, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can support shows like Quest for Pixels Conversation, which will be starting season two very soon. Quest for Pixels News Roundup and our pixel in process on the stack. All right. Our first story today is about a group called Girls Make Games. This is actually a story that I had planned for last week, but um, due to some poor planning, I never got an episode out last week, so sorry for that. But we uh, have a story today about Girls Make Games because they are doing a summer day camp held at the PlayStation campus in San Mateo. Mateo, excuse me. Uh, and it's for girls age 8 to 17 where they will actually get an introductory course on game design and art programming. And so this is to get um, more girls involved in uh, video game industry because right now we have about a 50% uh, female gamer participation. but females make up less than 12% of the gaming industry. So what do you think about that? I, I think it's a good thing, obviously. I mean, anything to get more people doing game design, especially uh, uh, girls and ladies, that's, you know, try to pique their little interest to see if that's something they want to get into. It's a good thing. Yeah, I, I think that's really cool, too. I think that's... Uh, something that's really lacking in, in game the gaming industry right now is that we we saw especially with like the uh, gamer gate with uh, all these uh, f- yeah. females being harassed because they were gamers and then you have um, stuff like with the arena net firing where this woman felt like she was consistently a, a victim of, of you know, being mistreated because she was a female in the gaming industry. I, I think it's good to promote f- women getting involved in the gaming industry, especially when we have so many uh, girls in uh, that participate in playing games to begin with. Well, yeah, I mean, there's no other way around that. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully we don't go through these two too quickly. Have you ever played the board game Gloomhaven? I have not. Okay. I've heard of it. I know it won a bunch of awards, but that's about all I can tell you. It's it's I've I've never played it, but it's supposed to be like super super popular. So, uh, in early 2019, though, uh, ComicBook.com is reporting that they are going to get their own video game adaptation. Uh, so. They say here in the article that the word adaptation is key here because it's not going to be a direct translation of the tabletop version. Um, so we're hoping that means that it'll also be a lot lighter than 20 pounds because apparently the board game is about <laughs> 20 pounds when you carry it. So Wow. I can't even imagine a game weighing that much. Well, and I think I think about a lot of games where you have to put together like a whole set, and, and so that's 
probably what we're looking at here, but the game is supposed to be roguelike dungeon crawling adaptation. Uh, so it's it's going to rely on, on the environment of, of Gloomhaven, but not necessarily have a story based around what the game is, because maybe there's not a whole lot of story there. I don't know. I Again, I've never played Gloomhaven. Maybe that's something I should make a point of doing it. There's a place that we go to here in town called Natural 20. I'm giving them free advertising because they're awesome. And uh, they have an entire shelf of board games that while you're sitting there playing, we go there to play Magic, but you can just go in and grab a board game off the shelf and sit down and play it if you want to. You don't have to buy it to play it. And so I'm going to have to look to see if maybe they have that there for uh, for one day when we go down there to play. So um, I'm, I'm interested, though. I like roguelike games. Um, things that kind of constantly change up a little bit on you. Are you interested at all in this? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's on my radar, but I'd actually would rather check out the board game first. I do know you can play up to four players, if I'm not mistaken. So, so I'm kind of curious to see what the difference is going to be, but I'm one of those people, when you try to adapt something, usually the original is the better version. So just like, you know, books to, you know, books are always better than the movies. I have a feeling the board games will be a little better than the video game. I, I would hope so, actually. I would hope that the, that the video game is, is just, just that, an adaptation, and that people that like the board game will still prefer the board game um yes (laughs) this is a a statement from them it says in this roguelike dungeon crawling adaptation of the famous board game you will journey through terrifying randomly generated dungeons fight against increasingly horrific and powerful foes or die trying our game designers are channeling gloomhaven's quintessential spirit day after day deep tactical mechanics battle preparations and also dying In Gloomhaven, you play as a team of mercenaries on their own personal quest to go conquer a world of darkness and trials. Choose your group members wisely, because in the turmoil of battle, you can only rely on your wits, skills, and spells to fight your way through the putrid dungeons and forgotten ruins. If you survive your perilous journeys, you might have the opportunity to expand your team, improve your spells, or maybe fill your coin purse. You'll need these things to overcome the hordes of malicious beasts, demons, or whatever else you may find find itself in your path towards victory and domination of all. No decision should ever be made lightly, so choose with caution. So it sounds interesting, um, but again, it, yeah, it, it makes me I, want to go play the game, uh, the board game. Yeah, I just hope the, uh, I think the board game sells for over 100 bucks, so I assume the video game is going to be a lot cheaper. So <laughs> I would ho- I certainly would hope so. <laughs> uh, that is one saying thing, board games for- are, getting, are getting very expensive and a lot of the sets whether you want to play like mice and mystics or something like that if anyone's not familiar i think that one runs for about 115 so uh yeah the article actually says that right now it's on back order with amazon for a little over 135 dollars so whoo that's a that's a little expensive i'm definitely gonna have to see if natural 20 already has a a copy sitting in their bookshelf (laughs) but uh, yeah there's a local game store here that you can rent games for like a week you just put a deposit down of so much, and depending on the value of the game, I think for a week it'd be no more than like twelve bucks to rent a game. Yeah, might have to look that one up. Well, cool. Let's go ahead and move on to our last piece of 
video game news. I, I considered putting this into the NES or the Nintendo uh, rather news, but since it's about more than just Nintendo, I went ahead and just threw it into like the catch-all. Uh oh, CNET removed it. <sighs> That's not good. Oh well. <laughs> you see that? But uh, we can still read the headline. The NES Classic sold more uh, consoles in June than Xbox or PS4. <laughs> now, that's actually a really important statement to make, though, because the NES Classic was released back into the market on June 29th, which means it sold in two days more copies than or more units than Xbox or PS4 did in an entire month so I, I, I don't have the article anymore because CNET took it down but we did have an article from CNET to well I didn't realize it came out that late in June I, all I know is I'm seeing those NES classics all over the shelves in the stores lately as a matter of fact I was in a Target or Walmart the other day and they had what eight the consoles and about 12 of the additional controllers yeah, they've actually done a really good job of making uh, it so that you can get your hands on one of these if you really want to. Uh, they are, for what they are, they are terribly overpriced. But are you planning on getting one? See, the the Nintendo fanboy in me really wants one. Do it. <laughs> and the guy who can't afford $60 for stuff is saying, don't do it, don't do it. No, I get it. So I got, I actually managed to get one when they came around, came out originally. So we got uh, Geek. I was working out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I was in the middle of nowhere and uh, there was a GameStop there working and go, during my lunch break, I went over to the GameStop by work because wherever I went to get lunch and ask if they had one and they had one sit behind the counter so I bought it and couldn't get the controller and I ended up getting a third party controller off of a Amazon but th that third party controller actually feels really really good so and it's got a 15 foot cable on it which is a lot easier to use yeah Alleged, allegedly, mine may have additional games that didn't come on it. So, allegedly, we allegedly we cannot, we cannot confirm or deny those rumors. Yes, <laughs> there is uh, some something to keep in mind here, though, from Geek.com. It said that uh, the NES Mini does have a, a few factors to consider here. One is the price that it costs sixty dollars, whereas a PS4 <laughs> or a Switch. Or an Xbox is going to cost considerably more than sixty dollars. It's it's a different market too. This is for the people that are <laughs> my age or older in their forties or fifties that got out of gaming. And, hey, I remember playing that growing up. I want to play that with my kid or my grandkids, depending on their age. And it's a small investment for sixty bucks. Yeah. Well, and then also it, especially when they weren't doing their inventory so well this was just fueling a really big uh, scalping market so it was yes 
it was selling out every single time it was put on the shelves. You could not find one for the whole first year that they were on sale. Uh, now you can find <laughs> the only them one now. I saw in the wild. Yeah, like I said, the first time around, the first one I saw in the wild, and the only one I saw in the wild is in my house. So yeah, so. I was uh, I was actually planning on that very first day that it was released, which was Veterans Day. I was planning I'm gonna go get one, and then it ended up being that that's the day I ended up doing a uh, Extra Life 24-hour stream, and I was in the middle of playing video games when it released. So <laughs> never saw one again, but is what it is. All right, let's go ahead and hop into our Microsoft news. Speaking of good sales, Microsoft has doubled its sales figures from 2017. Uh, there's a lot of factors to consider here. Uh, and, and something else to keep in mind is that Microsoft doesn't release their, their actual sales numbers. So there's a lot of third party uh, things that happen that give us a good guess on how many units they've sold, but they don't release the official numbers for that. What we do know is how much money they make every quarter. So kind of take every. Well, be honest with anything with statistics and numbers. Always take everything with a grain of salt, depending on the source. Right, but we do know. I mean, we do know pretty much what what their income has been from the sales. We just don't know how much units that translates to. We do know that. Um, Excuse me. The, we do know that the sales figures from uh, the last year actually have doubled, though, from this time last year. And so there's a couple of things that would have contributed to that. Um, they have been super, super consumer friendly in the last year, um, allowing games that are releasing to also release side by side with. Uh, their, the PC as well so you can get pretty much any new games that they put out which admittedly has not been very much but when they do put out a new game they put it out both on the Windows Store and on the console and then they are really really awesome with their crossplay and they've made a big deal about the fact that they're really awesome with their crossplay and then part of it isn't even their fault part of it is that PlayStation Sony is just horrible with customer service right now they are just uh losing the customer battle with with how terrible they've been at things like crossplay and and making consumers feel yep. like they care so uh yeah if, if people have the option right now between uh, an xbox or a playstation they're going for the xbox right now oh and also the the xbox one x which performs way better than the ps4 pro so there's a lot of different yes. factors there. I think the biggest one's Game Pass, to be honest. I'm one of those people. I don't. Everything I have is from Game Pass or the uh, the free from the um, Xbox Gold Live. Yeah. So Game short Pass of a couple, is short of a couple physical pickups. Game Pass has definitely also changed the scope of gaming too, because it's made it so that you don't have to buy. A $60 game if you're just keeping your $10 a month up I mean you get pretty much every game that comes yep. out now so I found myself um, canceling that service because I wasn't using it but 
I mean, if it's something that yeah, you can always, if I find that I want a game, I can pick it up, play the game, move to cancel it again. It's it's such a consumer friendly service. Yeah, the one thing I like a lot about it, and I see people get mad about, which I didn't realize because I haven't had my Xbox, you know, for very long, is how the fact that you know something can be on Game Pass that's third party, but after a few months it can go away. But it is nice to kind of get a chance to check something out before you go drop 40, 50, 60 bucks, depending on the game on it. So right. you can actually see if you really like it or not. Yeah. And I think that's the way that, that um, gaming is going. We're, we're going to see a lot more streaming uh, games as a service kind of uh, platforms happening. So, you know, the, they, they just happened to do it right. Uh, PlayStation, when they did their their PlayStation is it PlayStation now uh, they didn't do it right because they made it really just all about the streaming and it's only been recently that you can start downloading titles um, but games as a service I think is really going to be the next step in, in, in gaming yeah I'm a physical guy so I'm not the biggest fan of that but that's a conversation for a different time <laughs> Speaking of Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass is, uh, gets its own, I can't talk today guys, Xbox Game Pass gets its own Xbox One home tab. So um, before, if you wanted to see what games were available to get through Game Pass, you kind of had to know where to go inside the menu. But now there's right next to the community tab on your home screen in the UI there's a tab that says game pass right next to between community and store so you can go right there and have everything for game pass right on your home screen and this replaces the entertainment tab yeah it's a little nicer to have that instead of having to go into the store then pick game pass and see what games you want to browse and find so so and, and I don't think I ever, 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 ever used the entertainment tab simply because if I ever wanted something from the entertainment tab, it was, I was going to need to go and find it from the Microsoft movies and TV app in yeah. anyways. So it, it didn't make sense to me to go down to the entertainment tab and open that up. People can just, I'm not the one to rent. Yeah, I'm not one to rent or buy digital movies or movies or content like that. Pretty much, my Xbox is used for games. Uh, on the older TV, uh, I'll I'll set it up to you know stream Netflix or something like that, and then it is my Blu-ray player. So, <laughs> so well, yeah, that's pretty much it for that. Let's go ahead and move over to Sony, which I'm so happy to see that there is a week where I get to talk some Sony news that's not garbage Sony news. Because I get so tired of talking about how awful Sony is. Um, so God of War on the PS4 is the fastest selling PlayStation exclusive since 1995. and That's a very misleading headline, by the way. Thanks, guys, from SegmentNext.com. They make it sound like there was something in 1995 that was better than God of War. But what it really is saying there is, in 1995, 
NPD started tracking data. And this is the fastest selling game that NPD has ever uh, tracked for uh, for Sony. So it's uh, it's better to have said that it's the fastest selling PlayStation exclusive of all time, or since they started tracking this. Instead games, of? Or rather, instead of not, since 1995. Um, the, the game, which uh, was received very, very well, um, has sold 5 million units in the time span of one month. Now, the game's been out for more than a month, but that's just the, the numbers that we have so far is that 5 million units were sold that first month. So it, it, it surpassed every expectation, and it was the uh, best-selling and fastest-selling uh, PlayStation exclusive since they started tracking these numbers. So have you, have you played God of War? Or you don't have a PlayStation, though, do you? I do not have a PlayStation. Okay. So this I have game looks it. amazing. I have a PlayStation. I don't play it as much as I'd like to because I normally find myself playing stuff on my Switch. But yeah. um, this game and, and Far Cry 5 are two games that when they go on sale, I'm definitely going to be picking them up. This game just looks amazing, though. And I watched yeah, uh, Sean Capri just... stream it a little bit, and he, it just looked really awesome. Yeah, it looks good, but it's just one of those things with uh, between finances and struggling to find time to play games on two consoles as is. <laughs> I have no need to pick up PS4. Yes, I know people say it has some exclusives, but it's just yeah, not in I, my near future. I would not have gotten a PS4 except that it was purchased for me. So um, it was it was that that helped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I understand. You know the situation with my Xbox being purchased for me from everyone in the community. So. Especially those weird Quest for Pixel guys. Quest for Pickles or something like that. Yeah, I forget what they're called. We, we, <laughs> that's okay. We forget what we're called sometimes too. So. <laughs> Whatever. The, the, those guys over there. So. Uh, we, we don't have anything else to say about that. But we do have one more piece of Sony news. And that is at the place. I can't talk today, guys. PlayStation 4 sales have finally surpassed the PlayStation 3 sales. So, PlayStation 4. Um, well, PlayStation 3. Let's start with there. PlayStation 3 sold 70. What was it? 70. They sold 80. 80 million units. And. So PlayStation 4 back in April was at 79 million units. So it was really just a matter of time. But when NPD released numbers uh, this month, they uh, confirmed, actually it wasn't NPD, it was Sony themselves, they confirmed in the quarterly earnings report that they managed to sell now 82.2 million units. So they have outsold the PlayStation 3 and uh, you know, they're, they're really not in any position to slow down at this point, except for the fact that they've got terrible customer service. So, you know, I well, think we might they're see... They're not going to fix it. They don't need to. They're the king. They're on top of the hill. They're not going to. Yeah, that's the unfortunate part, is that as long as you... But, see, I, I, what I think is going to happen here is that in the next console generation, 
they are going to find themselves knocked down a peg. And you're going to see Xbox yep. win in the next console generation. That's what happened with Xbox from the 360 when they went, you know, the other, ah, last generation Xbox was on top for compared to the PlayStation, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And then... And it was the exact opposite. Uh, Microsoft, <laughs> Microsoft, yeah, Microsoft wasn't doing cross-play and et cetera, et cetera. And then now it's just, everything's been flipped. It seems like there's an but, uh, arrogance. There, there, I think there's going to be consequences. Yes. Yeah. Well, look at oh. Nintendo years ago with Square Enix. Yeah, well, if you mean with Final Fantasy VII then, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That should have been on the Nintendo 64, but again, when you're, when you're arrogant and don't want to listen to anybody, one of the best-selling <laughs> games in franchise history ends up going to a different console. And it happens, and it was just inducted into the World Video Game Hall of Fame this year, too. So I, uh, I, I nominated that game, so I feel like I had, you know, it was because of me. <laughs> yes, it was all you. Yep. I will take credit for that. You're welcome. I need to find a. Uh, so disappointing stairs. Maui. I don't have disappointing stairs on that one. <laughs> They're like, we don't want him giving us any disappointing stairs. We gotta let this one in. Yep, yep, yep. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> they they heard they heard about the guy with the disappointed stairs. So. All right. Well, we have some Nintendo news, and. I can't even believe we have to talk about the first one here. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Nintendo is suing a guy in Arizona because, well, to be fair, I, I realize I did some research on this. Um, Nintendo is suing a man in Gilbert, Arizona over copyright infringement. Now, again, this was a story that I had planned for last week, but last week I didn't have as much information as I do this week. So I'm kind of glad that we're getting to talk about it this week instead because Jacob Mathias of Mathias Designs LLC is being sued for literally millions of dollars um, because Nintendo feels that he infringed upon their copyrights by making Nintendo games available on his ROM sites. Now, here's the thing. He was not charging for the use of the ROMs, but what was happening is the website that he was hosting them at was making a lot of money in ad revenue. So he was making a profit off of Nintendo's copyrights. So uh, we don't know exactly when um, the verdict is going to be reached on this, but there's two different websites, Love Roms and Love Retro. And Love Roms alone drew in 17 million visitors every month. And so they, uh, Nintendo filed a lawsuit because visitors would go to the site for free unauthorized copies of the video games. And this guy, Jacob Mathias, would make money off of that. So he's looking at 150,000 for infringement of each Nintendo copyrighted work and up to $2 million for the infringement of each Nintendo trademark. And I'm assuming he had at least 
probably 15 to 20 ROMs on the site. They're at, obviously down. So at the very for each least. game, it's listed. So for each game on there, you're looking at what 2.15 million dollars for each ROM he had listed. Right. Um, now, I I was looking into this because I thought. Is this actually copyright infringement? I, I would think if he had a copy of the games, it would be legal for him to share them. But the thing, the, what makes this copyright infringement isn't that he put the games up on the website. It's that he made money. Exactly. It's that he made the money off of it. And there's no telling with 17 million users every month on just one of those websites alone, there's no telling how much money he stood to make off of these websites. No, I just don't know where the legality comes into if or fits has ever been done before. I mean, because if you're getting donations, you're getting, you know, you're getting payment, but you're at the same time when you're getting donations, you're not charging for your services. Right. And donations, I think, would probably be a gray area there. Yeah, um, it's but... it is all a gray area. And I think this may change some outside of video games and ROMs, but the whole situations of copyright infringement of many things in the future but i think the ad revenue is where you're going to see this be a problem for him because he was getting ad revenue he was selling space on his website yeah. and he was getting money based on the amount of users that were coming in there and using those roms so i think that's going to hurt him uh yeah may maybe not the donations but the um but the ad revenue I think is what's going to really hurt him. But yeah, they, they both have been shut down, so you wouldn't be able to find anything right now. You uh, you outside recording? No, no, it's my, I forgot to turn off my ringer on my phone. That's your ringtone? Are you serious? That's my ringtone for my wife calls. Wow. It's a little Gerudo Village. Gerudo Village? It sounded like a semi-truck. No. Well, it vibrates, too. You probably picked up the vibration more oh, than the Oh, I heard the vibration. <laughs> That's what I heard. It probably vibrated the desk and shook the mic. So, OBS is frozen, by the way. I'm not sure oh. why. I heard the kids screaming upstairs, and then I get a phone call. That's... That's all right. If we don't get an audio, uh, a video version out this week, it's no big deal. So... Let's go to our next story in our Nintendo news, which is that the Nintendo online service will not be required to play free games, which right now there's not a whole lot of free-to-play games on the Nintendo Switch, um, but there are a few, uh, namely the biggest game in the freaking universe, Fortnite, and uh, Paladins is free-to-play, or at least free-to-start. Uh, so if you play Paladins or if you play Fortnite, you do not have to have the Nintendo online service to play those games online. However, and that's how PlayStation does it too, by the way. Um, however, if you want to play games that you had to purchase, I think this is so backwards. If you had, if you already <laughs> purchased the game, then you also have to pay for the Nintendo online service. Looking at you, Mario Kart. Well, and that's the that's the one that kills me the most, and not that you know twenty bucks a year is all that big of a deal, and um, and I plan on doing the thirty five, but there's only two people in this house, so my plan is to find out 
how many of the Quest for Pixels Warriors just want to join my, my family clan so that we can, <laughs> you know, maximize that eight-person account. Um, or PSP. Exactly. So, but the thing is, is Mario Kart and Splatoon have been online, not that it's been good online, but uh, they these games have been online for the whole time that a they've year. been released. Right, so now we're going to suddenly have to start paying to play them when you're not going to require people to pay to play other games like Fortnite and Paladins? I... Mm. Uh, I've, I've heard other shows say it, and they're right. It's whose server are they going to be on? Is Fortnite going to be on Epic server? I mean, then it's up to them. So, I, I think that's at least with Fortnite. I think that is the case. Uh, I kind of wish though that Fortnite had figured out a way that Epic had figured out a way to to do something to where PlayStation didn't have control over your Fortnite account, <laughs> so that you could take it with you wherever you wanted to go. But that's a whole different conversation about a whole different <laughs> group of people. So, um, a lot of people are praising Nintendo for this, but I don't know. I think I think they uh, they're they're being really oddly choosy about who gets to have free online play and who doesn't. I I like I said. We don't know the details of who made deals. I mean, I'm, I have really think it comes down to who's on Nintendo servers and who's not. I mean, if you're playing on Xbox, you have to have Xbox Live to play Fortnite. So, right, you can't play online without it. That's true. All right, so our last story today, which is going to lead right into our mailbag topic. I suppose I should have grabbed my phone. Oh, I do have my phone is how do you pronounce NES? I just told you how I pronounce it. <laughs> uh, nowadays, it, I, it's NES, and when I was a kid, when it, was, it was my Nintendo. So. Yeah, well... <laughs> but it's, if it's together, it's the NES. <laughs> it's the NES. It's the so, NES. The reason this has come up, and, and I didn't even know that there was a whole big debate over it to begin with. But apparently there's a big debate over NES versus NES. Now, I've heard SNES, like for the Super Nintendo, and Super NES. And I actually would go back and forth between the two of those. But for NES, it's just always been NES. And I did not know. I, I, it, it, I, from what I've been picking up, it seems to be more of a British or European thing. Or people are saying NES, or for the uh, SNES, the SNES or SNES. But I don't know if they speak proper English over there. You know, it's not like they created the language versus us, our American English. So, <laughs> yeah. So our our article that we have here from Ars Technica says that there was a tweet this week from a Japanese version of. The newly released WarioWare Gold game uh, that's when you translate it it says it has a character that would be pronounced Ness 
But now, here's the thing. They also say that when Reggie fils has put it in writing before, he's put the word N-E-S after the word an. So, like, an N-E-S. Not, you wouldn't yep. say N-N-E-S. That would sound weird. So, I'm beginning to wonder if maybe, like you were saying, this is a... Um, it is a bad translation. Localation. Localation. <laughs> Uh, I'm kind of wondering if maybe this is like a depending on where you live. It's NES in the USA. It's it's NES somewhere else. Like so. everything I've everything I've seen Nintendo put out, it's the NES Classic Edition, and they actually pointed out in this article, which I totally forgot about until seeing it in the article. You know, Iwata used to refer to you know you remember the game? It was NES Remix Two, not NES Remix Two. That's right. So. It was NES Remix. That's that's absolutely correct. So, but as you can tell, I'm in camp. It's not NES or NES or <laughs> SNES or SNES. So when, for the Super NES, it was Super NES, not SNES. It was now it's the SNES, but growing up we called or it the Super Nintendo. And it's, See, I mean, you figured I was 10, 12 years old when that came out. And when I was growing up, the Super Nintendo was the Super NES, and yes. the Nintendo was regular nintendo yep when i was growing up there was the, i had the nintendo and then i used to call it the super nintendo then as you know time went it turned into the super nes so and now that i'm an old man and it's extremely retro it is my snes so oh, there you go i still say super nes or snes you don't say snes or snes i say snes sometimes but i do say super nes more often <laughs> So here's our mailbag question that we asked uh, the folks over in Discord, which you can hop into the Discord with us. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll find a way to get that into our description this week. I always say I'm going to put something in the description, and then I forget what it was that I said I was going to put in. Uh-oh. What would you lose? Nothing. I had a, a tab start playing music. So that's going to be on the show. Yeah, I just gave out. free. We just gave free advertising to a car company. Um. All right. So we asked, "How do you pronounce these things?" NES. Is it NES or NES? And you guys are gonna uh, get to hear how I pronounce them first because that's how I pronounce them. Likitu. Is it Lakitu or Likitu? Gummy ship. Is it Gummy ship or Gummy ship? Hillian. Is it Hylian or Hillian? Does Jif have a soft G like Gem or a hard G like Graph? And did I miss any of these nerdy pronunciation debates? So let's start with our, our community here. Uh, Grouchy says my three-year-old pronounces it Nintendo. Thank you, Grouchy. Appreciate that. That's an acceptable answer. That's what I called it when I was young. Um, Tony says that he says that it's stupid that it's pronounced GIF, but the creator says that it's that and guess that he's from Germany and that it sounds like Germany. But he says it both ways. He feels like kind of a little GIF from the heavens, so GIF works as well, I guess. Okay. You said that if you said NES or NES, you would cut them. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was joking. <laughs> Back to Tony. He said it's NES. Um, Joey, based on the way he tweeted out that tweet that we had in our article just now, I'm going to say that he's going with NES because all he did was tweet out what Nintendo tweeted and then said, just going to leave this here. <laughs> and... Nobody else had anything to say about it. Oh, well. And so, just to say, something I didn't bring up is a year or two ago at the Strong... I see I always have to bring this up in every podcast I am. The uh, the Strong National Museum of Play here that we have a membership to, which ha- houses the World Video Game Hall of Fame. They did a Playing with Power exhibit for the anniversary of the NES and when they had one of the the actual one of the prototype for the one of the prototypes for the American for the American version of the NES, you know, not the Famicom, mm-hmm. they specifically had N-E-S when describing it after they called it after they put Nintendo Entertainment System. So, oh well, there you go. At least here in the United States, it is NES official now. So, and I think that makes more. Uh, I think that says more than it does in Japan since they released the Famicom over there. Yeah, what do I know? Family computer. So how do you how do you pronounce these things? Uh, we know how you pronounce NES. How do you pronounce? Uh, is it is it Lakitu or Lakitu? It's always been Lakitu ever since the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. That was on a show. Yes, you remember this. I didn't watch the Super Show. I watched the old maybe, cartoon. I watched maybe one episode of it. It and... did not age well. It did not age well. This was after Super Mario Two came out, so that kind of tells you where everything goes. I mean, with Mouser, <laughs> Mouser is one of the characters they get into, you know, run into and stuff. I really so. like Super Mario Two, but it was just. I do too. I've never see, and when I looked up like a pronunciation guide, everything that I read said that it should be pronounced like Hitu based on how you would pronounce things in, in Japanese. But then when I first joined Quest for Pixels, Sheldon and Tony were pronouncing it Lakitu, and I was like, "What are you guys talking about?" I had no idea what they were even referencing. <laughs> so then when when I realized what it was, I was like, "Oh, Lakitu," and they're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> So I haven't brushed up enough of my Japanese to be able to. So, all right, gummy ship or gummy ship from from uh, Kingdom Hearts. Well, G U M is gum. That's how I yeah. Gummy it's ship. gummy. Is it Hylian or Hylian? I've gone back and forth on this one for years. What if are you, you ask me right, right now. now? Right now, because I was, when I was talking to my son, I actually said Hylian and Hillian in, this, in two separate sentences right next to each other when we were playing Mario Kart. So I, I really float between the two. So you're arguing with yourself. Gotcha. Yes. My two personalities are fighting. Gotcha. And is it is it GIF or GIF? I said, I said GIF for the longest time, but after the creator came out and said it's GIF, I've been pushing more towards Jeff. You've been trying to force well, yourself. Yeah. I'm yes. Make it sound like the peanut butter. 
If you, you know, and it's funny because Jif actually came out and said something about it, but I couldn't be bothered to open up that page and find out what it was, so I don't know what they said. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> well, all right, that's uh, going to do it for the news today. Where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me floating around in multiple discords, whether it's Quest for Pixels, uh, Nintendo Dads, Make Us Better. You can find me on Twitter, Twitter at SkinnyMattK. And pretty much those are the two places you can find me floating around or being a professional podcast host lately. So, Yeah, like you literally can find you on... can find him on any podcast if you just listen long enough. <laughs> yes, or go into their backlog if you're new to some of these podcasts. So, All right, well, you can find me at MikeBC1985. You can follow the show at Quest for Pixels. You can find us on YouTube and Twitch at Quest for Pixels Gaming. Go to the website, questforpixels.com, where you can find game reviews and soapbox articles. And, of course, we will release every Monday uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube.com. And I always forget something here at the very end. Don't remember what it is this time. Oh, I remember now. And, of course, you can follow us uh, over at extra-life.org. Join the team. Make a difference for some kids in your community. We will see you all next week. Thank you again, Matt, for joining us this week and for all the technical difficulties we had. (laughs) Oh, thanks for having me. Any, any time. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.